All right, so uh, we're going to, um, uh, today's message today is uh, Dare to Dream Again. Uh, we're going to go to Amos chapter 9 to open up. Uh, all right, so so how did uh, uh, Hope know the... Oh, okay. Yeah, that that's... You was going to sing it for real? You still going to do it? Is it possible? Um, you know, I I have a inspiration playlist. Is all all I listen to is gospel, but I have a playlist. So that song by Yolanda Adams is on the list. And uh, me and my wife was talking, thought it would be fitting. I didn't know she asked her to dance to it. I didn't know you was preparing to sing it. That would have been a pleasant surprise. Uh, but uh, you know, I you know I guess it's an intangible if you want to call it I have a playlist that you know sometimes uh, when it looks like uh, like I always know Gaga has things covered but some things you can't control they're uncertain and I'll uh, play that playlist actually I gave it to a lot of y'all like six CDs called Inspired Uh, but just, just to keep you know just keep me focused and encouraged and knowing that God will. Um, so that song, Keep the Dream Alive. Don't let it die. <laughs> Something deep inside, right? Uh, yeah, right. So uh, let's go to Amos chapter 9. I'm going to read 13 or 14. Actually, we were talking to... Uh, well, actually, I, uh, for this conversation, I'm going to say my wife's brother uh, because he calls her father his spiritual father. So they call each other brother and sister. It's a bishop out of Baltimore. Uh, so I'm going to give him Prost Bishop Wortham. Did I say his name right? Last name? And so we were talking to him, and we were just talking to him about some of the things God is doing. And he was like, he's just, he just blessings. He says, blessings, just blessing after blessing. He says, Amos chapter 9, Amos chapter 9. So I said, yeah, we get a chance, we're going to read it. And I never got to it because of our schedule. But as I was meditating on this, the Lord popped it back up into my spirit. So I'm going to read 13 and 14. This would be fitting. Actually, uh, based on some stuff Pastor Mel was sharing with the I don't know if it was a praise team choir or whoever was here yesterday for rehearsal. But I told her, I said, that's a good setup. Maybe you don't know what the message is. So Amos chapter 9, 13, it says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper and the treader of grapes, him that soweth seed, and the mountain shall drop uh, sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt, and I will bring again the captivity of, of my people of Israel, and they shall build the waste cities and inhabit them, and they shall plant vineyards and drink wine thereof, and they shall also make gardens and eat the fruit thereof. And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall no more be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, save the Lord God. But I like the message version of, 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 of 13 and 14. The, it reads as this. This is a... Uh, Yes, indeed, it won't be long now. God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast, your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. 
you won't be able to keep up. Everything will be happening at once and everyone and everywhere you look, blessings. Blessings like wine pouring off of mountains and hills. I'll make everything right again for my people Israel. I thought you'd like that. Right? So, so, so one thing happening at the other, you know, this is what God is trying to do. And, uh, you know, my wife was telling me some stuff she was sharing at uh, the... Uh, rehearsal yesterday you know just uh because what happens when 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 things start happening you can almost look and go well i see this happening over here why is it not happening over there but i've learned this i learned this uh years ago like you can almost like everybody has a worldview so when you comes to the kingdom of god uh now i'm going to use you guys but I'm going to use some stages if you, got, if you don't mind, okay? All right, okay, so. All right, so, so a lot of things happen. So, so we go to church, you know, we, so some of us grew up in church most of our lives, right? So some of us, right, you know, that wasn't the case with Pastor Keith in the early days. But I was sent to Sunday school and, you know, in the early years, but when I got to college, I did what a lot of people did in the room. It's like, man, I ain't going to church. I left Newark, New Jersey, got to college, I was like, Ain't nobody going to make me get up, please. So look at me now. But, but we grow up and, and basically we play off of what we see, right? You know, what we're exposed to. And some, some, some people are exposed to the word and, and, and not just knowing the word, but the application of it, right? So, you, so nobody's going let to you, let you loose with just you came to church and you know the word. You got, as Hebrews says, you got to attach faith to it. Right, or or people are looking for the fruit of it, but some, but but that's rare. In most cases, you go to church, and you know, as long as you pay your dues, you know, some some of the churches you got an envelope. They give, as soon as you join, you get no envelopes. As soon as you join, they, and, and and they don't forget to give them to you either. You know, yeah, you get no envelopes, and see, because they ain't gonna, t- they're not gonna trust you to choose to tithe and things like that. You paying some dues up in here. You know, and so then they, then then you you had a box. I'm saying this respectfully. I'm just letting you know the box is set up with all due respect because if people start getting up going to the box, you feel obligated to get up too. Because otherwise, if you're sitting there, it's clearly identified who is not giving today, <laughs> right? Because everybody giving is getting up, right? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm work with me here. I so in certain you 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 used to flow in a particular way, and you know you pay your dues, you show up, um, you know you go over the creeds and the different things you're fine, but that's not God's measure. That's man's measure. It's not God's measure, right? And so so the thing is, you can almost be going to church, yeah, drive by from time to time, going. I feel like because see, we grown now. And we waited to get grown, what? To do what we wanted to do. But the reality is, we're never really doing what we want to do. We're either doing what God has has designed for us to do, or we're conforming to the world. We can think we're neutral if we want to. If you're neutral, you're conforming to the world. It's like gravity, right? If you're neutral, you're stuck in them seats. You got to do something to fly. All right, so I'm saying that to say, I, you know, Pastor Mel was sharing some stuff with me, and very rarely do people decide to be disciples. 
So that's just not I, don't, I know scripture. I'm learning. I'm growing. Um, what am I doing? I'm, I'm denying myself and what? Taking up the cross and following him. Right. Denying yourself, taking up the cross and following him. You know, that's, that's, you know, through the discipleship class, right? And so rarely are people doing that. You know, mostly if they if a cross even come their way, people, whoa, <laughs> cross almost got me, man. <laughs> I got away from it. No, no, you got to take that cross. But mostly in our everyday life, you waited to be grown so you wouldn't have to bear no crosses. So you could do what you want to do. You got a job. You making money now. Right. So you kind of like not nah, the, the ties. Man, I waited all my life to have money. Man, I'm, hey, 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 I'm going to decide what I want to do. Right. Right. Then, you know, you 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 want to be in a position to make the most money. Why? So you can make choices, you know, like you see, so you want to be in control. Then you come to God and you feel that pull to say, oh, I need you to present yourself as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto me, which is your reasonable service. That's the least you can do. Romans 12, 1. Right. And so that kind of pulls on you because you're like, man, I waited all this time to do what I want to do. I know that's what I was thinking. I couldn't wait to get to college. I ain't cleaning up room because I don't have to. But something was in me was like, man, I can't take this, man. I got to clean the room up because I was trained a certain way. I went to chapel every once in a while because something in me was like, man, I got to go to church here and there. Now, I went for the wrong reasons, but I still went. Right. Now, I'm saying all that to say. Things are happening. If you're paying attention, people, the new beginners was the vision. People get new beginnings, new jobs, new pop-ups, new acquisitions, all types of new stuff. But you can almost go, why not me? Now, when you say why not you, are you saying why not you because you've been diligent and consistent in the things of God? I'm talking about even when no one's around. Or have you been better than you were before? And figure that's your grandfather in as being diligent and consistent. And this is not a rebuke message. This is just like you got to be honest with yourself. You can go to school. We all can go to school, the same school. We can all sit in the same classroom. But I've never seen everybody get the exact same grades. Everybody getting the same information. You know why? Some people are studying. Some, hey, some people aren't studying like myself. I, 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 didn't, I didn't need to study, but I did need to pay attention. That was my system in school. Pay attention. Ask questions. I'm in, I'm in class. I'm going to interact because it's going to get it in my head. Right? So I passed tests at high levels to get on the honor roll. But everybody went on the honor roll. Same thing as a Christian. We all in the building. We all getting the same message. Do you know we actually have counseling sessions where, where some of the, the answers to the counseling session was something that was taught? I'm sorry. All the answers to the, the counseling session was things that was taught. And when we share with the person, they're like, wow, that's deep. I was like, okay. So I'm sitting there going, that's deep. Didn't you hear this already? So sometimes you, you, you could be in a building, but your mind's on the other side of town. Sometimes you could be in a building, but you're not attaching faith. Sometimes you're just in here for a checkoff. I came to church. Some people take notes. Some people don't. Some people don't understand the value of taking notes. Some people don't feel like taking notes. Some people have, have told themselves, ah, if I, if I take down notes, I'm going to miss something. Yeah, but you're going to get something too, right? Right, so I'm saying that to say there's overtaking blessings all around you. 
See, see, what I, see, see, I get this. What I do when I see stuff like that, okay, hold, what are you doing? No, no, I wanna, no, 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 I, I get you go to church. What are you doing that you ain't telling nobody about? I want to know that. I want to know the tangibles, things we can see, but I want to know the intangibles, the things we can't see. Now, now I said I was going to use this couple for an example because I, someone said to me, uh, man, this, this, this person's been in church for a long time. And the person may think, how come I'm not reaping the results? And then I've noticed a lot of results happen in this, this couple's life. But me, me and Jamal was outside of the, uh, the new building looking at lighting. And so we stood outside and we were talking for a while. And he said, man, I don't know what I was thinking. He says, I've been, I was going to this church all this time, but I wasn't even tied in. I was just going to the church. I wasn't doing nothing for a long time. Like Jamal was in church a long time. Kept talking about what he was going to do, but he wasn't doing nothing. <laughs> right? I mean, he already gave me permission to share this, so I'm not dogging him out. And I don't think he might be sharing it because he is tied in and he's reaping the, the harvest for it. Right? So, so what I'm saying is like, what are we doing? Sometimes we come in with an arrogance. Like, I've already done enough in the kingdom. So we're not, we don't reckon, I'm not talking about overt arrogance where you know you're arrogant, but there's a level of arrogance where I pretty much know stuff already. I'm good. Right? So, but why is God giving you the information he's giving you so you can apply it? I've had to reread books. I've had to redo some things I did ages ago. Right? All right, so, so, so work with me here. All right, so, so here you have these blessings that God is trying to get to us to overtake us. Let's go to Psalm 126. Just wanted to set a table here. Psalm 126. Love this. this, this. I mean, it's a short psalm. You can read it every day and still you'll be fine. Yeah. You know, if you got a short period of time before you get to work, I got to get some word in. Read Psalm 126. It's only six verses, right? Probably take you a minute. 126. Didn't I say one? Did I say 126? All right, so look, it says, uh, verse one, it says, uh, when the Lord turned again, there, look, this, this is the same thing he talked about captivity. Captivity is bondage. And when it says turned again, it's, it's it, a turn is a, it's almost like repentance. He flipped that bondage. He flipped that captivity because whether we realize it or not, when we're conforming to the world, we're being held captive. Something is taking us where we don't want to go, making us stay longer than we want to stay, making us pay more than we want to pay, called sin, right? It's holding us captive. It's not allowing us to get all that we deserve. We may get close to it. We may look at it. We may peek at it, but it won't let us touch it. Right? But we think that little residue of what we're holding on to ain't, man, this ain't nothing. Yeah, that, it only take a little bit. A little, a little leaven spoils the whole loaf, is what the scripture says. So, so, so the thing is, are you willing to risk all that you want? Holding on to something that God has been trying to get you to get rid of, okay? All right, so uh, it says he, he turned again that captain. He says, look, look. He says, when he turned the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Said, now, now, this is how the dreamer operated. It said, then were our mouths filled with laughter. We just couldn't help it. Our tongue was singing, just singing all the time. The, then said they among the heathen, the Lord has done great things for them. So not only were we laughing and singing all the time, people were watching going, oh, my God. The Lord has done great things for them. 
Now, we always talk about evangelizing. You know, we get together, we have our little cookouts or our little outreaches. You know, it seems like that's the only time people evangelize. But honestly, if we were like them that dream, and we're laughing and singing, and people, it said the heathen, will look and go, the Lord has really blessed them. What do you think that's going to do? Okay, I don't know what you're doing, but I want to be a part of it. Right? Not just because you have all the religious things to quote, but you ain't never laughing. You ain't never singing. You're more edgy and bitter most of the time. But you do quote Christian stuff. You know what people are saying? That Lord ain't doing nothing for them. Right? Okay, all right. So, so stay with me. Stay with that. That's not a put down. It's just a perspective, right? Like, like, our, a lot of times our fulfillment is our witness. Right? Okay, all right. So good, good, good. You, you, you still with me, right? Nobody's left. Just focus. All right, so you can get this, what God's trying to do. It says, uh, verse 3, it says, The Lord has done great things for us, whereof we are glad. It says, look, look, now, 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 here they go. Turn again our captivity, O Lord, as the streams in the south. They that sow in tears, look, shall reap in joy. He that goeth forth weeping, bearing precious seed, shall doubtless come again rejoicing, bringing sheaves with them. Now, precious seed is different. It's going to cost you your life. See, the thing, that's, the thing that you're holding on to, that you won't let go, the thing that means the most to you, that's precious seed right there. Like when we decide I'm going to seek ye first the kingdom of God, independent of what the, the idea and the dream. Like, like, like I had this great idea to, to start this program. It was called KMM Skills Development Program. And what happened is that I don't know what is how God works. The job sent me to a training. I was working in corrections. They sent me to a training. So I signed up for all training because I wanted to pad my resume. Uh, I'm an advanced hostage negotiator. You know, yeah, I took the training. I was like, then I took the second training to be advanced. Not that I, I ain't negotiated no, you know, terrorists or nothing, but I just took it. So that's on my resume. Conflict resolution, I took it. Behavior management, I was just taking every crisis intervention. I'm a certified crisis intervention trainer. I'm a pastor. I don't really need to be. I just did it because I took all the training. So they sent me to this training, and I'm sitting there going, what does this got to do with the job? It was a, it, the training was uh, training you in sports uh, physical therapy, how to be a, a, a sports uh, trainer, personal trainer, but how, how, how to start your own business. So I'm sitting in this training going, why would you send an employee in an institution that don't like being there to this training? So, I, so in the training, the Lord gave me some wisdom. He said, I want you to do this but add the basketball component and add the rap session component to you know, minister to people in, in the rap session. So I came up with Cam and them skills development. The goal was to develop kids fundamentally, but also uh, teach them the game, but also give them the word. We, we have rap sessions. And so, so I, was, I was writing to all these different foundations, Carnegie Foundation, all these foundations. I kept getting this pull. So I said, Lord, why do I keep getting this pull? What's, what's going on? He said, I didn't give you that for you. I gave it to you for the kingdom. Mm 
So I talked to my pastor. I said, listen, I just, I just like uh, helping people. I said, I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to make no money. I don't have no hustle going on. I said, we could do this at the church. I don't need to do nothing. So then he sat me down. He said, see, now I could talk to you. You can't tell somebody when they have an idea, that's for your, your, the church, because they'll be thinking you're trying to take their idea. He said, but you have, he drew a circle and he put a dot in there. He said, that's you and your anointing against the world. He says, but when you attach what you're doing to the church, now you have the corporate anointing back in you. The corporate anointing is connected to the body of Christ. You have the body of Christ back, back in you. The body of Christ is connected to God. He says, how do you think that thing's going to happen now? So this is Eric's program. You know, th these, these two guys have uh, seen it. Well, we did it for 13 years, right? Um, and so what that was for me, she'll tell you, I spent a lot of time in that. It was precious seed. But when I so sold it, it opened up with a whole lot of other stuff that God wanted me to do. But I would have never thought that on the front end. Remember we were talking about yesterday on Guy Talk, I said, there is no safe way for you to be fulfilled. Like we're looking for this safe. Is it safe? Is the coast clear? No, 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 no. It's a faith way, but it's not a safe way. It's a faith way, but not a safe way. But guess what? When you take the faith step, you find a safe place. But we want, the safe, this, we, we want guarantees on the front end. It wouldn't take faith, right? All right, so, so, so work with me here. Um, because now we got precious seed. We got dreaming again. We got blessings coming after blessings, right? Blessings coming after blessings. So here we, we're talking about dare to dream again. So a dream is a vision or an inspiration of your beliefs. Well, it's, I'm sorry. A dream is the vision or inspiration for your beliefs. Your beliefs are actions that harmonize or engrafts with your dream. So, so it, it, your, your division inspires you, it, it, right? But the beliefs is what harmonizes you with that dream, right? And so dreams attract God to abundantly apply or assist in his manifestation. So, so, so in other words, God gives you a vision. You take action because you believe. You take steps in believing in a vision, and it attracts God's provision for that vision. But see, you got to take the, the step. See, everything is galvanized at the, at the place of faith. I did a message years ago in Ohio called a nick of time. And so the Bible says to everything there's a season and a time for every purpose. Uh, we'll get into that here maybe next week. Uh, but, but the whole point was there's a time for purpose. So there's a, there's a, there's a window, there's a nick in time. The Bible says uh, Jesus the door. Right? He's the door. So, so as far as the door, he's standing in, in the doorway of heaven and earth together. He's in a niche or a nick. And see, so in that nick of time, when you step right in that window, everything is galvanizing itself to meet, to meet you for your fulfillment. But if, if let's say you don't take the step, let's say you don't take the narrow way that leads to life and peace, Matthew uh, 7, 13, but you take the broad way that leads to destruction, right? You, you may miss opportunity. So you, you ever did something that seems like a good thing to do, but nothing else around it supported it. But when you're doing what God tells you to do, everything galvanizes itself. It's, it's, it's like Amos, 13, Amos 9. It just overtakes you. 
See, but you got to be accurate. See, because there's, 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 a, there's a, a narrow way. There's a niche. And see, and God set it up for you to be accurate because he knows the only way to be accurate is you got to depend on him. You got to listen to him. You got you to let him give you each day your daily bread. You got to walk circumspectly, if I, Ephesians 5.15. You got to redeem the time, maximize every moment. See, if you don't redeem the time, you're going to cheat on some moments. But who's to say that moment wasn't the moment that you needed to make it all come together? Right? All right, so, so, so keep that in mind. So now we have this, we have this, we have this blessings overtaking blessings. And, and really it's the dream. And, 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 and the dream is having an impact because we gave precious seed. We presented ourselves as a living sacrifice. See, your precious seed is attached to your heart. Well, your treasure is your heart to be there also. That's the Bible, right? And so when you give something precious, it costs you more because you've almost attached everything to it. But normally, most of us, when we get to the point where we got to give precious seed, that's where we choke. That's where we complain to God. That's where we actually separate from God because we believe at that point, we shouldn't even be dealing with the circumstances that seems like it's attacking what we believe in our dream. But no, that's the opportunity now where the only, only way you can go any, in, any forward in it, the only way you can advance to the next level to receive what you have, you got to harmonize with God. You can't, go, look, look, you can't go any further by yourself. The scripture says no man come to the Father but by me, but I'll say this, no man can actually achieve his dream but going through God, Christ, and the way he has things hooked up. It's set up where you, listen, I know this is frustrating, but it's set up where you become a dependent. You become a dependent on God. No matter, independent of the circumstances. Right? You become a dependent. And this is what, you know, we discovered this as leaders growing. That's, that's difficult for people. People don't want to be dependent. They want to prove they got it together. Like we, we, we have some situations where people just need uh, maybe a, a weekly exchange, you know. So I'm going to use y'all again if it's don't mind. So, so you may hear us reference the Kellys here and there, but guess what? Uh, they said they didn't mind. We talk to them every week. How come he don't talk to us every week? They requested for us to talk to them every week, not for fellowship, for discipleship, for counseling, humbling themselves weekly to say, I need help. So that's why we're referencing them. So, so, so guess what? You can see blessings on their lives and go, well, I go to the same church they go to. But that was the intangible I just mentioned. Did you know that they press to get something every week? But they're not the only ones. I'm just, I just use them as an example. See, some people need the connection, but they only want the connection if it looks like they don't, you know, it's almost like, uh, so, Ms. Lamar, I need to connect with you. You know, just, you know, just for us to, you know, hang out, kick it. No, but I really need your help. But I don't want to humble myself to say, hey, I need your help. Not because I'm, I'm arrogant or nothing like that. I just don't know how to do that. Well, I just told you just now, so if you say you don't know how to do it, you know, because see, this is what we do. Like, you know, People call, people have called and say, hey, because I, I just meet once a week. No problem. Just give me a schedule. We'll make it happen. That's what I do. That's what we do. 
Man, I know it's, you know, I, I mean, you got people traveling and stuff like that. I know it's maybe 175 people, but everybody's not going to do it. So we're not, we're not burnt out there. That's what our job is. That's not job on your job, you know. That's what our purpose is. So that's not work. You know what work is? When you're not getting what you need, you're not t- dialing in each week. You're not absorbing what you need, but you come and ask for something that's already been given to you. You know what else is work? When you're in pride. When you're in pride. You see there's something I just can't get over the top of, but instead of recognizing, connecting, it don't have to be uh, me and Pastor Mel, connecting with the person that's gotten over the top. We try to take the path of least resistance. Right? Dreams, dreams, uh, the scripture says dreams come through a multitude of business. Now it talks about how if you get so caught up, uh, if it's more important than God, it's vanity. It turns into vanities. Ecclesiastes 5 verse 3. I know he's going to get to it anyway. Right? So, so I'm saying that to say God's trying to, to, to do some things. He's trying to move in a certain way. So dreams attract his abundance. And the reason why I know it attracts his abundance is because look at Mark 16. Let's go to Mark 16. Now, we've been telling you this at the church, and I'm going to say it again, you know, because, and I'm not saying it like you're incompetent or you slow or anything. Everything else, everything we've learned in our life has been through repetitious information and layered learning. Now, just because we weren't paying attention doesn't mean it didn't take place. You, they, you didn't come to school the first time and they go, all right, you, it's kindergarten, first grade. All right, tell me what 12 times 12 is. Come on, let's go, let's go. No, 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 no. No, they, they taught you how to count. And then after they taught you how to count, they t- addition, subtraction, multiplication. You know, then, they, then they gave you... Uh, Word problems, or I forgot what we called them, but, but y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, just reading comprehension. Whatever, but, but it was still, all, it's all math. Then the teacher may came to class with some apples. Okay, there's, there's five apples over here. I'm going to take two and put them over here. How many apples do I have left? But not time we say, hey, 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 why do we have to go through the apples? Uh, we just went through what... Uh, uh, five plus two is no. We just absorbed the information, but but do you, do you understand it wasn't even about multiplication, addition, and subtraction. Stay stay with me. He can hear. It. All right. So it was about algebra and trig and geometry. But guess what? It wasn't about that. It's, 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 you you keep moving up these levels. I, I was telling my wife the other day how they engineer. Uh, they they working on Mount Holly, Huntersville Road. I said how they engineer that stuff. Uh, Marcus, to tell you, that's math. It says that they, they was building a case for you to connect the dots to problem solve. But it was layers. So same thing in the kingdom. I told my wife this. If y'all, some, some people are good like this. I know Ty, Ty's like that. Uh, there's somebody else here that could walk you through all the teachings. How we got to this point. And if you... You can go back and reference every step God was giving us layered learning so we can have new beginnings and fulfill our dreams. So I'm saying advanced information. We got information at a time. The vision of new beginnings was December. That's when y'all heard it. But I heard it earlier that year. 
Like I didn't show up New Year's Eve and say, oh, the vision for the year is new beginnings. That's a good phrase. No, God told me way, God had told me in the earliest he had ever told me about a vision. It was like June. It might have been May. But this year, it's been new beginnings. We couldn't have planned it. We didn't have a building at the time. But we got the, the 21 acre or the 12,000 square foot building on 21 acres. We'd be moving in in a month. Right? Well, less than a month. Yeah, less than a month. November 2nd, 3rd. Right? You understand what I'm saying? But that was new beginnings. And then he did it in the eighth month. We closed in the eighth month. Eight is new beginnings. Closed on our house a week after that. New beginnings. Blessed us, blessed us with something this week. New beginnings. Right? So, so but new new vehicle new beginnings new jobs new positions new beginnings new new businesses new beginnings like like we can just go around and just see new beginnings god already but god told us ahead of time your sister new beginnings she was, she was traveling from a uh, durham came here cuz god told her to precious seed you know what her precious seed was her comfort her convenience you know what a precious seed was? Oh, I'm, I'm used to being in control. God Ben told that girl to move. <laughs> well, she was looking for a safe place. But God caught her in the midst of an anointed environment and said, move. She moved. No job here at the time. No place to stay at the time. God's just been moving on that girl. Job all the time. Listen, there's been people here that didn't get a job as quick as she did. But she was, she was pressing consistently and being obedient to what God said. And she showed that, sowed that precious seed. She gave up what her flesh desired most to get what God desired most. See, so some of the little things we're doing behind the scenes is gratifying the flesh at the expense of our fulfillment. All right. All right. So Mark chapter 16, verse 20. It says, and they went forth. And preached everywhere, the Lord working with them. Look, confirming the word with what? Signs following. Confirming the word with signs following. This is the thing I, I want us to realize. When God gives you his word, he's revealing his dream to you. See, the more he gives you the word, he's more he's... See, he, uh, Ephesians 1.18, the eyes of your understanding be enlightened. He's enlightening your eyes. He's opening you up because we were born in uh, sin and shaped in iniquity. I know I probably said it in reverse, but we were born in, a, in, in blindness in a dark world. And Satan has spent, since we've been birthed into this world, spent all the time trying to blind our minds. 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Right. So God, it says he wants the eyes of our understanding to be enlightened. That's in your confession prayer in the book that we gave you. Right. And, and, and one of the ways you enlighten your eyes is through the word. Psalms 1, 119, 130, the entrance of the word bringeth light. It gives understanding to the simple. It helps you to navigate problem solve, going back to math, to see your way through all the hurdles and distractions, the confusions and the circumstances that's trying to overtake your mind so you can't see the dream. But when God gives you the word, he's revealing the dream. More words you get the more the, the, the dream is being revealed. 
The Bible says you're changing to his image day by day. It says when you look into the word, it's like looking into a mirror. And you're changing to his image. It says from glory, your former glory to his glory that he has for you. His brilliance. Glory has a brilliance on it. Second Corinthians 3.18. So God is trying to get us to the dream. Like he ain't forgot about you. See, some of us dream some things before we were corrupted. Then we got exposed to uh, the, uh, the, the, lust of the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. First uh, uh, John 2. We got exposed to those things, and all those things cloud you, and you lose sight of the dream. So now, and this is the thing, remember, remember Adam and Eve with sin. Before sin, with God in the cool of the day, they saw heaven and earth. Remember John one, uh, Genesis 1, 1, heaven and earth. After sin, it says that all they can focus on themselves and circumstances. It says they knew that they were naked and they were ashamed. They hid themselves. So, but guess what? They weren't against the heaven realm of God. They weren't against it. They couldn't see it no more. So it wasn't a part of their considerations. Only thing they can see is what was already manifested, and that would include circumstances. They lost the ability to see beyond the circumstances, to see in the unseen realm, to see what hasn't manifested. manifested. And the thing is, you want to see what hasn't happened like it's real, like, it's, like, like you could just touch it. It has to be that real to you. Man, nobody, listen, I, ain't not, I, 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 would, I wouldn't even put you down. It's like, it's hard for me to believe, man. I just can't, I don't know that's going to happen. Hey, everybody goes through that. Don't think you're tripping. Everybody, I don't know, I don't know. Hey, listen, just a, just a few weeks ago, you was JV. And you remember that when I came to the game the other week, I said, no matter what they do, what did I tell you? You stay focused because they're going to need you. So you showed up the game this week through the whole game. It just looked like you wasn't even getting in. There's no indication that you was getting in, especially since, you know, you know, <laughs> scored a game when wasn't all that favorable, <laughs> right, right, right. But you got in, and actually, what you, you may or may not know, but uh, uh, Mrs. Irate Mom over here, uh, she was talking to the coach. That I take that back. That's not a good confession. But she wanted to talk to the coach. Coach was like, "Well, nah, he he ain't ready." Now look, he ain't playing, so it don't look like he's gonna play. Somebody goes talk to the coach, like Mel, uh, like Pastor Mel called the uh, the people the day before they're supposed to tell us if we was getting the building, and they was like, "Oh no, no, the other people got the financing," you know, pretty much like it was a done deal. But the next day, they told us it was ours. So, so this was, she gets some advanced information. So based on her information, and she came back a little gonna tell me he ain't ready, you know. Uh, honestly, I know she was thinking he can't do no worse. <laughs> well, it wasn't. I guarantee that crossed your mind. Well, if it didn't cross your mind, it crossed me and Marcus's mind. That's what we was talking about at the game, right? So she gets information. He ain't ready. He, we put him out there one time, and our assessment, he was scared. So they put him in the game. He's, he's balling. Probably he's next to that anointing of his brother who was balling. Just, uh, that, this is not the reason why, but I'm taking credit for it. As soon as I pulled up, he gets an interception. You know, I'm just saying. I mean, and not, nah, I just, he got an interception because he's walking with God. 
So they're out there, the brothers out there, you know, got some anointing on their life. He out there balling. So he said he's playing homecoming. What do you want him playing? See, you can't go by the circumstances. See, the reason why the circumstances last longer, because you start to believe in them. That's what keeps them going. See, they need, they need, they need your faith too. Remember we talk about faith sounds? The circumstances need your faith too. Yeah. Right? You, you, you just empower them by believing. Right? Guess what? If you start believing what God says. Uh, my wife uh, was reminding me of something. So there's always something going on that you don't even realize. So um, we were favored to get a, a new vehicle. Right? So y'all know we were driving one vehicle for four years. Uh, so we finally got a new vehicle. You know, we sold our house in Ohio. We, we, we was kind of waiting, so we finally got a new vehicle. But the, <laughs> Jamal's hating because it's his favorite car. But we, uh, but, but it was God because we wasn't pressed. Like, we've been so, remember, we, we sold a house in August. But we was like, ah, we get it whenever. And I actually, I didn't tell her this. I was like, we'll wait till after the, the building dedication, you know, or whenever. Because it's not like we don't have a car, it's just one car. Well, uh, a vehicle came up, drove out of town, had to go to New Jersey, came back. And so my wife was like, we're going to look at the vehicle. I said, ah, remember, I wasn't even like, so we missed that day. We went another day. So make a long story short, we, we get the vehicle. But we're in this dealership waiting on, uh, our, waiting on our bank. And a um, and, uh, guy comes up, hey, man, how you doing? He's like, he said, uh, what are you driving? And no, he said, so I told him what he was driving. He says, he said, man, they taking care of you in here? He said, man, they take, these people take care of you, man. They take care of you. He said, he drives a Maserati. I was like, well, we're not at the Maserati level. <laughs> right. So then he started talking. He said, what do you do for a living? I said, well, I'm a pastor. He said, man, um, he said, tell you what. He says, if you got any young men that you want to send to a, a, a FCA uh, camp, it's a sports camp. He says, I'll sponsor it. Wow. We just, they ain't know about that. I ain't get a chance to tell y'all. Uh -huh. So I mentioned these two guys right here. And see, uh, but that's not just a camp. That's connections. That's connections. Listen, I, I was a part of FCA. You know, I did the Bible study with Ohio State University football team. But I, uh, but I, I did it along with FCA. So who knows who those people are, are connected to? Or who you're going to run across that you have a lifelong relationship with. Right? Guess what? Obviously, it's a connection because this dude who's multi, multi, multi was willing to sponsor him. He's connected to FCA. Even if they established a relationship with him. Oh, for, for people who don't know Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA. My bad. Right. So, so, so what I'm saying is you never know. You, you have no idea what's happening behind the scenes. Or when you're being discussed. You have no clue. Right, so anyway, let's just keep moving here because I, I, I had a direction I thought this was going in. So we must understand that uh, signs and wonders aren't for our validation. So, so, so a lot of times we look for signs. That's a, it's not to validate us. You know, it's, you know, there's certain uh, 
healings and miracles and different things that's happened since we've been pastoring, that wasn't to validate us. That was to confirm God's word. That was to confirm the dream. When you start to attach the signs and wonders to yourself, you, you cheapen them. Or, or you know how you have a, a depreciate or appreciate, you depreciate the value of the signs and wonders. Because if it's all about making you look like Pastor Mel's a healer. No, Jesus is the healer. He's just used that vessel. You cheapen it. But if you use it for its intended use to draw people to the value and to confirm God's word, then what happens? You see, so it's not for your validation. It's for God's confirmation. So realize this, that dreams trigger supernatural insight, which is seeing beyond the scene. So, 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 so God has little special ways to get dreams to you because our conscious mind can't always wrap itself around God's dreams because we've been through so much in our lives. We've been, um, uh, brainwashed, you know, they, they, they say, hell, somebody captain. Let me say, I return again to captivity. One thing about being in captivity is you get brainwashed and, uh, you know, they just keep drilling stuff into you. They keep showing you images, you know, uh, internet, some of the stuff we watch it, showing you images. They keep playing stuff out on all the TV shows. And what they do is they got you. They, see, we're volunteering to sit in the stupor. You know, they, they kidnap people and they put them and strap them up and they just feed them images, you know, because they're trying to train them and brainwash them to think a certain way. Well, we're doing it voluntarily. We're just sitting there watching the images over and over and over. I, I, was, I took Greek mythology in college and... Um, I've shared this story before, but uh, we had to read a book called The Credo by Socrates. And one of the things that Socrates comes to guys and they, they put them in these caves. No one told them they couldn't leave. So they, they went to the bathroom, everything in the cave. They just come up to the cave and say, yo, my man, come here for a second. So the guy walks out the cave and says, whoa, it's like a whole world out here. The whole world was out there the whole time. But, but they were looking, they were in the cave, they just, they had images on the cave. So they spent their whole day just watching these carved in images. When the whole time there was a whole world out there for them to experience. And see, and that's what the, the, the adversary tries to do, bind us, feed us images. See, see, this is, a, this, this is the information culture. But what's dangerous about the information culture is they steal your, your ability to use your imagination, your God-given creativity. See, he made us in, your, in his image and after his likeness, God was a creator. He said, let there be light. Let there, stuff that didn't exist, he's spoken into existence, but his cre cre creation was so powerful in him, it filled him up, he opened his mouth, creation came out. Right? That's how strong his faith was. Well, when, when we're conformed to the world, it weakens our ability to create. All we can see is what's already existed. The only things we do, only things we do is what's already been done. And then we tell other people that are thinking to do things nobody's done. We tell them, what's wrong with you? Don't nobody do that. Man, are you crazy? How many people, are, how many other people doing that? Did, you, did you, you have some examples of someone doing that? Well, then why are you trying it? Because God told me. They told, told us when we came to Charlotte. Because we was at the church for 18 years, and we, you know, again, I had relationships all over. And, you know, one person said, well, I mean, you could start out the pack with just a couple hundred. Why would you leave? Because God said. You see what I'm saying? But it made no sense. 
And there's some people we couldn't share it with because it would make no sense. But Lord knows is exactly what we're supposed to do. Right? So keep this in mind. Like, like, like God is trying to get some things to us, uh, but he needs us to dream again. And that means open up the canvas of your imagination and let God show you the pictures that he already put on there. Open it back up. Don't cloud the canvas of your imagination with what they say, what you saw on TV, what you keep seeing on the Internet, what you've seen in fantasy. See, you see, some of us, some of us spend our whole life in fantasizing lust. So I'm just being real. It's not not putting nobody down, but I'm just letting you know I'm exposing the trick. It's a trick. I'm going to tell you it's a trick. Because all it does is, first of all, it steals the life out of you. You know, any seed not used for its purpose is a corrupted seed. Right? So it steals the life out of you, and it blinds you. Lust blinds you at every level. Smoking, drinking, porn, lust blinds you. I'm just, hey, 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 stay, stay, just stay with me. Don't get convicted. Don't get condemned, you know. Handle the conviction. I was watching the running back yesterday. He got hit. He just, ah, he just kept on running. So you got to take, take that blow and keep on running, right? Don't, don't, don't let it stop you, right? Just take that hit. O.J. Simpson used to throw sandbags at him, you know what I'm saying, while he was running so he could get used to the you know, people running. You know, that's why he was so good at the time. All right, so <laughs> leave juice alone. All right, but my, my whole point is, is these lusts, they feel good in the moment at the expense of your dreams. You'll lose sight of your dreams. You'll find yourself stuck in the same place for years and be complaining about it when you actually facilitated it. Or you'll be like, I don't understand why this is happening. Could it be compromise? Could it be those moments of pleasure? See, see, we almost excuse them like it's only one little moment of pleasure, but what did it cost you? But what did it cost you? Like, come on, y'all work with me. I'm... It's, not, it's not condemnation. It's God's trying to get, us, get something to us. Like God is, listen, this is what he told me. He said, man, I've been knocking at the door. I've been yelling outside, throwing rocks at the window of your dreams. Nobody's answering. I got you, right? He says, I've been trying. Look, him that has ears, let him hear. Nobody's listening. They're in the building, but they ain't listening. They'll come in my building. I'll be speaking words to open their eyes to see their dreams, and they'll be sitting there and going, thinking about what they want to do later, what time the game comes on. I can't believe they spoke to me like that. I can't believe they ain't speaking to me. Well, they ain't all that anyway. They hurt my feelings. All in ourselves when God has given you what it takes to be fulfilled. And then you'll go to bed and instead of locking into God's dream, we'll lock into the devil's fantasies. That's how we put ourselves to sleep. It's cheating us, man. I'm telling you. Cast down all imagination and every, th- every high thing that exalted itself against the dream of God and bring every thought into, cap- into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. I know I slipped in dream, but 2 Corinthians 10, 5. 
Man, we got to shut down that stuff. Yeah, listen, I'm not telling you because dude, I'm a pastor. That's what I've had to grow through. That's what I had to grow through. I grew up in a world of uh, lust, this, that, and the other. And then we, yeah, no, listen, I watch people stick their chest out, posture to, to attack people because they're trying to awaken them. Straight attack because the truth is the only thing to free somebody that's bound. And I've watched people get offended, posture. And I'm gonna tell you what I, what I thought. I, I, didn't get, I didn't get offended with the person, but what I thought is, if you're gonna stick your chest out, stick your chest out to the person that's, that's stealing your sight, rendering you blind. Get tough with that person. Yeah, I'm trying to wake you up. I, so I told you I fell out, uh, uh, fell out, uh, this is BC days, doing drugs. And um, so they, they, you know, they followed some techniques, smelling sauce. Uh, so he took a whole box. I sniffed up the whole box. I didn't wake up. What were they trying to do? Wake me up, right? Then they took a pitcher of ice and put it down my pants. What were they trying to do? Wake me up. Then I told you this guy, he's, y'all uh, seen Vito, right? You know, Vito's, Vito's arms is like this, you know. A uh, little shout out to you, Vito. I know you're listening, right? So his arms like this. This guy, he said, man, he said, I hit you. I don't even know if you know the Williams family. You just live on Vassar. Uh, so, so Kenny, he's, Kenny, I'll give you a shout out. He, he said, I hit you, but I had to double up on it. Now, he, he didn't hit me like this. He didn't go, Keith, wake up. Keith. <laughs> now, you wake up, man. Come on, bro. He said he went back with vengeance to wake me up. He said, but I had to double up on that. So I'm looking at him while he's talking to me. I was like, and I didn't get like a concussion or nothing? <laughs> but but, but look, look at his, his, his passion or his, his diligence and his, his, his fear that I got to do whatever it takes to wake him up. That's Pastor Keith and Pastor Mel right there. Well, hey, hey, you may get mad, you may look bad, but you can't stay asleep, man. Because every, every pocket of dream in this family connects to the other dreams. So we can't, we're pastors. We got to take the heat. We got to, listen, if, 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 you, if you punk us, we're going to be punked. I, I've been punked plenty of times. Like, uh. Yeah, I know what to say, but the Holy Spirit won't let me say it. So I got to look like a punk on this one, Lord? Uh, yep. And they ain't going to receive it as the truth. They're going to receive it as you, you broke them down. You're the pastor. Don't say nothing. Just take it. I was like, Lord, but I got a, I got a good one for this one. Cause just, just this one time. Just one time. If I soften it a little bit. No, no, Lord's like, no, 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 no. You got to take it. Because I need you to give your life. So they can discover theirs. Right? Hey, they're going to see it eventually. But you're going to look like Darth Vader on the front end. See, that's, that's, see, that, see, and that's the thing is, we're all trying to rest in our little pocket of comfort. And God's trying to pull you out, give you a dream. And every day you're going, I can't take this. And, and I'm going to tell you the difference between uh, uh, some of us that are experiencing new beginnings. It's, 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 nobody's more special than the other. Let me tell you what the big difference is. 
The big difference is we couldn't tolerate what you're tolerating. We couldn't take it. Hey, you're a better man or woman than me. I can't take it. I couldn't take it to a point where I got to change. I got to change. I got to get in this word. I got, I got to soak it up. Will you, every time, listen, this is way before I came out here. I was like, I don't care. Every time the door is open, I'm there. I don't care. I'm taking notes. Matter of fact, now I'm taking notes. I'm taking the, there's tapes back then. I know, you know, tapes now. And CDs about to be obsolete. But I take the tapes. I'm listening to them over, over. I'm taking notes. I, I, one day I'm going to come in here. When we, we go back to, we're going to teach it again, understand the word. I'm going to bring my composition notebooks. And you see all the stuff I read out, all the scriptures I wrote out. All, every scripture on the kingdom of God. Every scripture on understanding. Because I needed to understand. That's why I know Psalm 119, 130 so well. That's why I know the eyes of his understanding being the light in Ephesians 118 so well. That's why I know 119, 98 through 105 so well. Through the words you get understanding, more understanding than the teachers, than the, than the ancients, even your enemies. That's why I know it. I don't know. I knew not to lean to my own understanding. I know those scriptures so well because I don't wrote down every one of them. The first thing I study out in the Bible, because I saw Solomon, who was the wisest person in the world, God came to him in a dream. Call him when his conscience was asleep, because he knew his conscience was going to get in the way. And he asked him in a dream, what do you want? You've been faithful. What do you want? He says, well, you know, I just need the, the, the understanding to be able to serve these people. He says, because you didn't ask for nothing for yourself. He says, I'm going to give you more wisdom than anybody's ever had. I'm going to give you more money than anybody's ever had. And if you stay locked in, I'll give you long life. The only thing he added a condition to. First Kings 3. Once I read that, I said, oh, now I'm not stupid. As much as I thought I, I got quick recall, I got good grades in school. I've never been talked to as if I have no level of intelligence. But I'm smart enough to know there's so much I don't know. I had to humble myself, man, I need to study this out because I know I don't have the understanding to do what God has designed me for. Obviously, I'm having a lot of misunderstandings. But how, why do we take misunderstandings and it's always the other person? You can't control them. Mama, tell you who you can control. You. You can, see, but some people ain't worth you figuring out a way to understand them. But you want to be worth people figuring out a way to understand you. You ain't giving it, but you want to receive it. I'm not trying to put nobody down. I'm just giving you perspective, right? Some of us have promoted ourselves. This is the other thing. Stealing dreams. Stealing dreams. How about getting a real one? Now, now, this is not putting nobody down. Listen to me. Listen, I don't want a simulation of a dream. Listen, we used to go to the clubs back in the day in, in New Jersey, and we'd go to the club, come back from the club. Yo, man, what's up? What's up? Yeah, we, ah, yeah, we was at the club. He said, man, what you do at the club? Man, oh, man, we had a good time, man. Oh, man, we was doing this, that, and the other. We was lying. <laughs> we was lying. First of all, it's almost impossible to really have a fulfilling time because you're in sin. So you got to get high or smoked out and tell yourself you had a good time. Now, what I noticed is, now that was the club days. I see that in church. People are acting like 
they're under the blessings of God. Why act when you can get the real thing? That's why if you hear people, they talking, they're all excited and stuff like that. And you're looking like, what a blessing. <laughs> like you ain't going to say it because sometimes we just go with, contagion is go with the flow. That's what, it's, it's, it's really a manipulation too. Contagion gets you to go with the flow. You know, well, suggestibility gets your attention. Contagion gets you to go with the flow. And submergence take over your mind, right? But see, I've always been the type of person, me and my wife be talking, I be like, babe, I, I now I see, I heard what they said, but I don't see what they're talking about. Not to put them down, it's just I'm such a, like I thirst for, ooh, ooh, this is good, this is good. Um, uh, so, so God told me, uh, he showed me that I'm a seer. You know, some people may call it a prophet, this, that, and the other. All right, so I, I, I don't go around, hey, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, hold on. I'm not, even, I'm not that guy. But you may hear something, you go, how did he know that? One thing about a seer, an attribute of a seer, is they have a thirst for truth. Now, the word truth means final reality. Genuineness. Right? And, and I, I, I didn't understand it for years. Because I'd be in situations and everybody be going with the flow. And I'd be, Even when I was at the, the last church, it's cool, it's all right, it's all cool, it's all love, but it's the truth. I, was, uh, I would be the person to ask the questions that people would be asking, but everybody would be going with the flow. I'd be like, uh, can I ask a question? And then if you ask me something, hey, 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 you guys are excited, right? We're all excited, right? Hey, hey, we're excited. And I'd be, I'd be sitting there, I'd be sitting right where you sitting going, please don't ask me. Don't come to me. <laughs> because I'm not excited because everybody's hyped. And, and so they get to me, I'm like, well, actually, you know. We did that before. <laughs> it, right now it's a concept. Um, we haven't measured it. We haven't seen if it's going to work yet. Not really excited. <laughs> but everybody in the room, high-level people were saying it was excited. But I'm a truth guy. So some of y'all, you getting to know your pastor, you, 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 you talk to me and say certain things and be like, did he just hear what I said? Come on, dude. I'm, I was expecting a better reaction than that. I'm being genuine. I'm not against you, not putting you down. I don't think I'm better than nobody. But guess what? I, the only thing, one thing I know how to do. Ask that lady right there. Be genuine. I mean, that's how I struggle at the beginning of the relationship. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. You know I love you. We cool. Uh, but I remember uh, her dad had took her to, to uh, took her out and said, whatever you do, don't marry that guy. Begged her, but he's just looking out for his daughter. You know, he ain't know me. You know, but I wasn't all happy about going to the family get, getting togethers. And when I told her, I said, babe, well, I, listen, I don't know how to be fake, so I don't think you want me to go. <laughs> Some truth may come out. What am I trying to say? Your dreams are on the other side of truth. Your dreams are on the other side of you receiving the truth. Right? Absorbing the truth. Living the truth. Right? And, and it's going to free your mind. You're going to start to see. Momentum is going to pick up. Things will start overtaking you because you're not selling for anything less than the truth. People call up. We first started the church. That's how things are going. I tell them the truth. 
you know, early years, you know, uh, uh, you know, you, people left. This, that. I said, oh, yeah. I said, well, we was at that time. I don't know. We might have had 30. So he's 30, but 10 left. We're at 20 now. While I was telling them where we was actually at, you know what I left out? Somebody sold $10,000 into our life personally in the first year. Somebody sold another $10,000 to the church in the first year. Somebody showed, sold a $45,000 check into us uh, in the second year, a $60,000 check into us the second year. I never told them that. Because I know that's what they was calling to look for a chink in the armor. So I'll give you all the chinks if that's what you're looking for. But see, I'm not embarrassed about that because I'm not, I know I'm not going to stay there. Her dad begged her not to marry me. I got on the phone. I talked to him. I was starting my life completely over from scratch. I said, sir, your daughter's going to want for nothing. Didn't I? So, so, but I had to be honest about where I was at. I wasn't hiding. I know I used to get on her nerves. She's like, well, babe, you know, people going to think, I was like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Do you understand what I'm saying? But, but, I, but I told her, I told her dad, I told myself, I'm not going to stay there. I'm going to deal with the humility along the way, but I'm going to live in the truth because I know the truth is going to free my path to all God has for me, to, the, to, to our dreams, right? To our dreams. All right, so we, I know we got to end here, so just give you two scriptures, uh, 2 Corinthians 4.18 and 2 Corinthians 5, 7, we've talked about them here before. Or well, three scriptures in John 20, 29. So obviously 2 Corinthians 4, 18 is don't look on the things that you see for they're temporal. That will be the circumstances too. Look on the things that you can't see for they're eternal. So we got to set our affection on things above, but we also got to always keep our mind on the, the unseen. All spiritual blessings in heavenly places, Ephesians 1, 13. One, Ephesians 1, 3. All right, and then the scripture says, uh, we walk by faith, we walk by faith and not by sight. So the first scripture is, is look on the things that you can't see. So look beyond sight into the unseen realm. Look beyond sight into the unseen realm. Second Corinthians 4, 18, that first scripture. So look beyond sight into the unseen realm. Look beyond the blind spots. Because we're still in our, we're still in our life and our dreams is what's in the blind spots, right? And then 2 Corinthians 5, 7, when it says walk by faith and not by sight, we live by what we believe, not by what we see. We got to live by what we believe, not by what we see. And so what that means is we was talking about this, the guy talk, and you stimulated the, the question. Uh, but once God tells you something, that's what you play off of. But if you keep wavering based on circumstances, that's like if, you, if something says it takes a minute to microwave in, in a microwave oven and you take it out every 10 seconds six times. That's a minute, right? So if you got to pop the popcorn and take a minute, is the popcorn going to pop? No. If you just take it out every 10 seconds, it's not going to pop. It needs a sustained 60 seconds. So when God tells us something, we have to sustain our connection to it. We gotta, can't take our sights off the dream until it manifests, right? And so we have to live by what we believe, which is what God told us in his word, which is revealing a dream, not what we see presently, which is the circumstances.
We have to do that. Uh, 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 John 20, 29, just pull this out of the scripture. You can read it for yourself. But having not seen yet believe, having not seen yet believe. Remember, the, Jesus told Thomas, well, you believe because you're seeing now. But blessed is the person that believe and has not seen. So we got to reshift. Our, see, all this, this, this toil and this ground, all this word and, and, and the things that God's been telling us, uh, not, not playing the victim, not jumping to conclusions, yeah, damaged thrones, not having thrones that are damaged, all these little different things, making God moves, Right? Uh, uh, committed passion, all these little different things is God trying to toil that soul, that ground, so, he, so, so those dreams can resurrect. So when you skip things, you're saying there's a piece of God's word to reveal to me my dream that I could do without. So if you have blind spots and you don't see it, if you find yourself depressed based on circumstances, don't blame God because he's giving you the information. He just can't make you absorb it. He can't, you know, what they say, you could take the horse to water, but you can't make him drink. Guess what? In this particular case, you can't even make the saints come to where the water's at. At least the horse, you, 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 can, you can drag to the opportunity. Dude, there's water right here. Eventually, you're going to get thirsty. You can be playing if you want to. Be stubborn if you want to. But in this particular case, saints, you can't drag nowhere. You can't control. You, you have to allow them choice. And I know this, is, this ministry messes people up because we allow you choice. You, I, listen, if I had it my way, we probably wouldn't have the conference line because people are tempted to stay at home and listen on the conference line. That's why we, we have all the tools to stream right now. But if people are struggling to get up out the bed just to listen to the word, what's going to happen when they get like virtual reality where they just see it? Because we're, we're, we're trying to train people to press to punk their flesh, to hear what God has to say. I know there's some people listening that can't be here. I'm not talking about y'all. And, it, and, and, if, and if, 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 if it's somebody on the line that I am talking about, I'm not saying it as a combination to put nobody down. I'm saying, could that be the next thing you need to get what you need? And I'm talking to every level of person, young folk. I saw a couple games. I saw, I saw some high school games. I saw some college games. I, I was ministering to one of my family members. I said, might be time for you to lead. So, so when I talked to him this week, what I sent you, you might want to send some of your players. See, a lot of times we're, we're saying, uh, and I, I was getting on, I'm going to use you, you, not you, the person behind you. I was getting on Venetia. I said, but you realize what you're saying is a negative confession? And let's say if you're the most anointed person in the, in, in, the, in the building, you're repeating over and over what you don't want. Thinking your words have no impact on the outcome, but they do. Then you got people on the team with anointing and they're probably going, I'm doing my part. Well, a part of the part is making sure you figure out a way to pour out what's being poured in you to the people around you. You could be put on the team to create a catalyst to win. That's what a leader is called. So I told, I was telling, telling a family member of mine, I said, might be time for you to lead leaders. Because every level you go to, that's what you're gonna have to do. Not try to get around the people that challenge you. Not try to take the path of least resistance. 
So so crossing over into this this daring to dream, listen, it's gonna shake up some folk. It's gonna it's gonna make people uncomfortable because you weren't dreaming before, so they was cool. Now you're gonna start dreaming again, you're gonna you're gonna place a demand on them to have to dream. So at first they're gonna have a knee-jerk reaction. Because we we was all not dreaming. And nobody was saying that, but they were kind of like, they already know you great. But as long as you can't see you great, they cool because they like, well, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do, but she ain't definitely ain't supposed to be here. So I may feel a little bad, but I don't feel as bad as she should feel because what's she doing with us? She should be leading us, setting platforms to empower us and to grow us. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have to dream again. It's costing the body. It's costing our families. Because we, we want to be comfortable and, and it's at our convenience. All right, stand on your feet. That's enough.